You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast. I am your host, your pal in the kitty copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. Shows on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. This show is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today, as I have promised uh, and teased a couple times throughout the week, uh, today we're going to talk more about guards. Now, we've already done a couple of episodes on like bargain bin free agents. I did one on bargain bin guards, you know, the kind of guys that the Vikings can afford. I talked about like Max Garcia, there's a mailbag somebody asked about like Matt Filer and stuff, but but I, I haven't gone over everybody. And there are names that get thrown around all the time, you know, the, the Joe Thunies, the Brandon Scherfs, uh, some other players out there that I haven't talked about. And listen... Everybody loves to talk about the guards with uh, the Vikings, and guard is probably the most dire need. We could argue about if it's the most important position uh, they have a need at, but it is dire. Right now, as it stands, as of March 17th, yes, in like two and a half weeks, the Vikings will have exactly three natural guards on their active roster. They will have Kyle Hinton, Drew Samiga, and Zach Bailey. That will be it. You could count uh, Ezra Cleveland if you want in that as well, but that is far from a complete unit. They might still intend to have Ezra Cleveland play one of the spots. It still leaves one of the other spots open. They need to bring in multiple guards just to make their roster a normal one in terms of the numbers, let alone be good at the position. So, Guard. Big need. Gonna get filled. Who's it gonna be, right? And so we've got about two weeks left until free agency in earnest really starts. and We start to get into tampering and stuff. Uh, after this week, we'll have like two kind of full more weeks of pre previewing free agency and then the whole thing will start. Uh, so we still have a lot to talk about in terms of the actual classes of free agents. And a lot of the questions that I've gotten, hey, who do you like in this class? Who do you, What do you think about the depth of the class? A lot of people have asked a question like in, in mailbags. Uh, by the way, if you want to ask a question, send it to me on Twitter at Luke NFL or at Locked On Vikings or send an email to Locked On Vikings Podcast at gmail.com. I answer them every Tuesday here on the Locked On Vikings Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, a lot of those questions have been about, hey, you know, should the Vikings address X in free agency or the draft? And a lot of my question to that will vary, like a lot of my answers to that will, will vary year to year. If it's a good free agent class, go for the free agents. It's if, it, if it's a bad free agent class, but a good draft class, then, you know, go answered over there. So for guard, it seems like getting a free agent guard will really, really help. The way this draft is constructed, if you are priced into taking a guard, you will likely have to reach on somebody in the first round that the Vikings pick too high to justify, so they'll either have to reach or find some really finessey way to trade back, but it's really difficult to like plan to do that because you don't know if you're going to find a trade partner and stuff. So if they can get a guard, it will open up a lot of things. It allows them to go best player available. It allows them to go, hey, what if Kyle Pitts falls to them because everybody gets really weird about him being a tight end and nobody drafts him. What if somebody does that and suddenly he falls to 14 and he's there? You don't want to be sitting there going, man, he's on the board. That'd be great. But we just need a guard so bad. Get a guard and open up your options. So for these free agent classes, I'm going to do as many of the Vikings needs as possible here in the next couple of weeks. But here's how we're going to do this. I am just going to kind of tier these guys out and I'm going to have three tiers. There are players who are 
very good, but obviously too expensive. There are players who are not too expensive, but not good enough for the Vikings. These are, you know, backup players or players that I just kind of don't like for the Vikings. And then there's players that fall in between where they are both affordable and will fill the hole for the Vikings. And we'll see if anybody even falls into that third kind of Goldilocks category. But if they do, then those are the people that I generally would advocate. And it should also be said that if you're in the, hey, you're cheap, but you're not good enough for the Vikings, um, sometimes those guys get brought in as backups and that's okay. Don't panic. So there's a few people I'm going off of PFF's free agency list. Uh, They have it all listed out at pff.com slash NFL slash free agency link in the show notes. And uh, let's get started here. The first person that on their list, they go over the top 200 players, by the way. So if your favorite guard didn't crack the top 200, I'm not going to talk about him on this one. Uh, but the first person, of course, is Brandon Scherf, who's actually in their top 10. I think it's everybody pretty much agrees he's the top guard on the market. He very easily goes in the too expensive category. Uh, PFF worked with over the cap to uh, get some contract projections. Those are usually the, the numbers that I'm going to default to when previewing free agency. Of course, if they go above below that, then that's interesting for its own reasons. Um, But they projected him to get a four-year $60 million deal, so $15 million a year. He's going to probably get that, and even if the Vikings had the cap space, I just don't think going elite at guard for, you know, premium money is just the smartest way to spend it. So I don't think I'd want the Vikings in on that. Uh, it's just it's just too expensive. And I think there you can find better value at a, a lower level and free up more resources for you to go for something that actually is premium, like extending a superstar that's coming off of a rookie deal or, you know, going out and getting somebody else at a different position. I'm going to put Joe Thune in the same uh, in the same boat here. Um, they gave him about the same deal. Uh, this was $57 million a year, but four year deal, 14 and a quarter million a year. Uh, same deal, way too expensive. Both of these guys, very, very good players. If they ended up on the Vikings, I would be ecstatic about it. And honestly, I would probably get over it pretty like the second they actually take the field, I would get over that. He was, these guys would be like paid more than you typically would want to pay a guard. Uh, but I think in terms of the options available to the Vikings right now, they're a little bit out of our league. And even if we had a bigger league, I still probably would want them to be a little more efficient about it. The next guy on their list is... And the only other person in the top 100 of PFF's uh, free agent list, which I find kind of interesting because there are a few people in here that I think could actually be okay, Uh, but it's Matt Filer, who somebody did ask me about in a mailbag. He has played for the Steelers since 2015. Um, He kind of did the practice squad route and then made his way up to being this kind of like backup-ish type guy. He's he's always been backup-ish. He's kind of been in the Dakota Dozier world, not to compare him to to Dakota Dozier. They're very, very different players, Um, but Dakota Dozier for a long time was kind of a backup that whenever he got his chance, he looked okay. And then he gets a starting chance and you see how it works out, right? Didn't work out with him. Could work out with Filer though. Um, I don't know about his like scheme fit particularly, his athletic profile is not particularly exciting. Um, and so, you know, he's been in the league for a while. So I don't think you're get, bringing in some crazy like athlete that, you know, is a, is a good prospect. But he graded out OK, at least according to PFF, for the last few years. He's never given up an inordinate amount of pressure. And he might just be that kind of guy that, hey, he can pass block. And it might not be the Vikings type, but the Vikings type doesn't seem to be particularly good at this position. So maybe that's not so bad a thing. There are a lot more players that I want to get into here. So uh, we're going to probably have to take up the whole show just talking about cards. I know that's just like cocaine for some people, but if that's not how you get your kicks, maybe you can get your kicks from 
from uh, placing a little wager. Of course, NBA, NHL, MLB, all that's still going on. And if you want to place any bets on all of that stuff, maybe you believe in the Timberwolves. Now that they have their new coach, you can listen to Ben Beacon on Locked On Wolves. If you want to get some insight on that or listen to Locked On Bets, which is also a daily show. But when it comes to actually placing your wager, there's nowhere better than betonline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline, where they have all of the news and odds and scores, everything you need to get set up. You can even bet on stuff like reality TV if you're really bored. Maybe you just you just need to feel alive. Go ahead and bet on The Bachelorette or whatever. Head on over to betonline.ag and uh, enter promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. That means if you deposit $500 on your first deposit, you will get an extra $250 to play with. It's a pretty good deal if you go to betonline.ag, enter promo code locked on, and get your 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today over on the Locked On Today podcast, the show that covers all sports in 20 minutes every single morning, under 20 minutes every single morning with Peter Bukowski, they're talking about this crazy Russell Wilson situation. Is the relationship between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks broken? You can get everything you need to know about that and all of the sports news of the day over at Locked On Today. Now, let's continue on with this uh, this list of potential guards. Next up on the list is Jermaine Effetti, who I, I think he's got a little bit of stink on his name. He's a bit of a, a radioactive player because he was really bad at right tackle for the Seahawks for a long time. He was part of these notoriously bad Seahawks offensive lines, but that's because he was always supposed to be a guard and they had to move him out to tackle because they did a lot of weird position shuffling. Maybe you shouldn't do that anymore, uh, but he seemed to be a victim Kind of not unlike what happened to Mike Remmers here in Minnesota, where he was supposed to be a tackle, tried to move him to guard. Same with Ezra Cleveland. Guard requires a skill set he doesn't have, and things go poorly. If Fetty has the guard skill set, and so let's take him and move him to guard. He comes in at a nicely reasonable two and a half million a year, according to their projections. And the thing is, he has the sort of opposite thing to what the Vikings usually have been looking for, where he is not a great run blocker, and he's 325 pounds. He's not going to move around. He's not going to be a scheme fit, really. So I wouldn't expect the Vikings to be interested, but maybe they should be if he's just going to struggle in run blocking, but be better in the past. That is kind of what the Vikings need right now. They have run blocking linemen that can do what they need to do, and they don't have pass blocking linemen that can keep Kirk Cousins clean and keep his pressure percentage under 35%. That said, it's not like he's this stalwart pass protector that would be this total stonewall in the, at the right guard position, which would make it okay to have all the other costs. You would have like, okay, pass protection and then like not great run blocking so I'm gonna call it a pass on Jermaine Effetti but I could probably be talked into it but for now he's gonna go into the like too cheap and too bad let's let somebody else uh try to rely on him the next one goes in a similar bucket it's Denzel Good he played for Vegas last year and listen if you like me to some degree are afraid that the Vikings are going to return to their old habits at the guard position and go get somebody that can maybe do okay in the run is very cheap, probably for good reason, and totally dissolves in the pass game. Oh boy, you should probably be afraid of the Vikings signing Denzel Good because he does seem to be the type. Uh, he blocked in his own run scheme. He's played at left guard, right guard, and right tackle, none of which all that successfully, though I think right guard did pretty well, left guard did pretty well, right tackle I don't think is his position, but he's absolutely the kind of guard that will come in and you'll hear everybody talk about how he's position versatile and scheme fit and then he like totally will dissolve in pass protection but here's the thing it hasn't always been as bad as it was in uh 2020 for good but 
I don't think it would be good enough for me to personally want him in here. The Vikings might see him in that perfect Goldilocks bucket where he's pretty cheap right now. PFF has him uh, making less than $2 million a year, but for my money, this seems like he goes in the cheap and bad bucket, and I don't think we've found anybody that I'm like particularly excited about yet. Next up on the list is John Miller. He played for Carolina as a fifth-round pick for them. Uh, and he had a, a reasonable but not excellent career. He was about as good as some of the better guard play the Vikings have gotten the last few years, which is to say, not excellent. Had very, we'll call it inconsistent play, some ups, some downs, good games, bad games, um, and ultimately probably not enough good games to, you know, go get one of those top end contracts. And that's probably mostly why he's cheap. And the other thing is, I don't know if he's a scheme fit. He had his best play under the Norv Turner Panthers um, rather than the Matt Rule Panthers, which are, I think, a little bit more zone heavy. Um, and he doesn't necessarily necessarily have the athleticism the Vikings typically look for in a guard. But this is one of those times where the Vikings uh, desires for athletic offensive linemen and the kind of the philosophy that they have is sort of betraying them and they might actually be okay with this guy. This is somebody that I could be talked into. So I don't think I'm going to put him into the Goldilocks bucket quite yet. I'm going to put him into the cheap and bad bucket, but I'm going to revisit this at the end if nobody else made the bucket because I am getting a little worried. I am going down the list and and, and you're not going to like players aren't getting better from here although i know that there are there are a couple people who i've already talked about who i like so this is gonna go in the cheap and bad bucket but i could definitely be talked out of it Next up is Lane Taylor, the wily veteran. He's not that old. He's 31, but he's had some injury issues, and it does feel like he's been in the league for forever. And he played okay in that time. He played the Packers last year, and he got hurt. Um, he's played some right tackle. He's played some guard, so he has that position versatility. But I think that versatility went a little better. So I think the only reason he's coming really cheap, and PFF has him as at one year, $1.5 million, because you kind of have to have a prove-it deal for him and say, can you stay healthy? So you, you get put in this situation where you can bring him in, you probably need a backup plan. And unfortunately, the Vikings like to make that backup plan. They kind of like to try to kill two birds with one stone and say, hey, if we're going to draft a backup guard, we're going to make him really athletic and give him a lot of upside. And, you know, if that means we have to get a raw guy, well, there'll be a backup, right? But they have too great a likelihood to actually start for that to be a good idea. So it's this weird thing where if the Vikings are going to employ their philosophy here, I don't think Lane Taylor is the is the move. But if I were in charge of the Vikings and I wouldn't do those very stupid things the Vikings do all the time. I would love to get Lane Taylor. So I'm going to put him in the Goldilocks bucket. I think Lane Taylor would be a signing that I'm very excited about because it would also signal to me, unless the Vikings have a lot of hubris, that they don't intend to just draft some total raw, like hyper athlete that has no idea what he's doing and played more basketball than football. Like it would imply that they aren't done doing things at guard because they know they're taking something risky. It would also imply that the other guard that they want to get is going to be a viable option, at least to me. So I would be excited about it. I'm going to put him in that nice, nice Goldilocks bucket. So we got one. Sorry, John Miller. You're going in with the with the dregs. See, I want the Vikings to plan for the future as much as I want them to plan for the present at guard. And the same should go for you and your car. Boom. Nailed it. If you don't take proper care of your car, especially if you are stuck in uh, work from home and you don't necessarily go on your, your daily commutes as much, if you're not going as many places, make sure you don't let your car sit for more than like three weeks or the battery will die. This has happened to me this quarantine and I hope it doesn't happen to you. But if it does happen to you and you need to go get a new battery, don't just take it into a mechanic and let them upcharge you for the part. You can go to rockauto.com. You can get a battery that is right for your part and you can bring out somebody else to install it. And trust me, it'll be way cheaper than just bringing it into somebody and saying, hey, do it all and charge me whatever you want for it. 
Rock Auto doesn't have separate prices for their retail customers and their wholesale buyers. That means that they're not upcharging you just because you're a walk-in retail customer. Everybody's getting the same price, and that means you get to save a buck. So go to rockauto.com, buy whatever you need, and at checkout, make sure you let them know that Locked On sent you in the How You Heard About Us section, because if you don't, I'm going to have to start learning how to pickpocket so I can pay for the bootleg passport I'll need to change my name and flee the country. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need. Hey, maybe you're not as well-versed in other sports as you are in football. That is certainly my own ailment, but maybe you still want to do some gambling. Head on over to Locked On Bets. You get all the betting advice you need. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports will break down all of the gambling stuff that you need to know about so you can make the smartest bets possible. That's the Locked On Bets podcast every Monday through Friday, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. So let's continue on. And maybe my favorite guy on the free agent list is coming up next, considering the juncture of price and and quality. It's John Feliciano. I just wrote an article at Zone Coverage detailing why I like John Feliciano, but basically he's a scheme fit. He plays well enough. He might have a little bit of a stigma of playing time because he's had some injuries and stuff, and so you have to check out the medicals and be okay with him, but he also only comes at $4 million a year for a two-year deal if you go by PFF's prices, so I think he falls in this wonderful, like, affordable range where he can be a scheme fit and, and he can play serviceably. He's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but he absolutely will be good enough. Now, unfortunately, he also has the whole, you know, better in the run than in the past, and so he's somebody I actually think the Vikings might legit be reasonable enough, but those struggles aren't nearly as extreme as the struggle. He's not Garrett Bradbury, right, where he's like insane against the run and, and embarrassing against the pass. It's a little bit less extreme, and in, at guard, less extreme and less noticeable is exactly what you want. And dead last on this list, but not the last person we're going to talk about here, is Nick Easton, who uh, Darren Wolfson already said the Vikings aren't interested in, so of course, that's really disappointing. We, we know Nick Easton very well, but when Nick Easton was here and playing, uh, the Vikings weren't in a true zone scheme yet. They liked to do zone blocking, and they did want to start transitioning into that, hence why they released Alec Boone, Alex Boone for Nick Easton, because Nick Easton was a better fit there, and he had a better preseason. Boone had a terrible preseason um, and ended up, you know, saving the cap money and all that stuff, but he played, like, okay for the Saints the whole time he was there. He gets and ends up getting uh, cut prematurely for those Saints. And so as a street free agent, we'll see if he gets picked up, but the Vikings don't seem to be one of the teams that are interested. Personally, I would absolutely take him. I think he can zone block fine, and I personally don't think there should be any scheme fit concerns about him. Uh, if that's the case, I think that's dumb, but it, I don't know. It just seems like the Vikings are interested in going a different direction. Maybe they don't like what they saw from him out of uh, New Orleans. Maybe they're aiming a little higher, at least. That's what I would uh, That's what I would love to tell myself. So that's the end of uh, PFF's list, but we still have a couple of people uh, that I want to talk about. For one, there is an option here, and you're not going to like it, but there's absolutely an option for the Vikings, which is to stick with Dakota Dozier. Dakota Dozier is a pending uh, unrestricted free agent. He didn't make the top 200 for PFF, rightfully so, but... He is definitely an option, and if the Vikings are really, really delusional about where they're at in the guard, the, the guard situation, um, here's the thing: I don't think Dakota Dozier did like good run blocking either. So, like, I don't think that like they have this crazy philosophy that they just love bad guards and they think bad guards are good. I think they do 
probably over-prioritize run blocking. They're probably higher on Garrett Bradbury than you are because they like his run blocking so much. And what he does in run blocking is very spectacular. It's easy to fall in love with, even if the value of that is not quite as much as, you know, when you give up a stack. And I think that that's a valid criticism of the Vikings as just like an organization on the whole. Uh, But I don't think that Dakota Dozier offers anything that would trigger this particular flaw. So I'm not particularly worried about the Vikings bringing back Dakota Dozier. If they do, it would be as a backup. And again, that's totally fine. Bring him in as a backup. Let him play two games. That's fine by me. I think you have a much lower expectation for what those backups need to be. And I think Dakota Dozier fills that like fine, I guess. To me, I I see him as a roster bubble player with the way that he played in 2020. It was like arguably unrosterable, but not certainly unrosterable. So eh, bring him into camp, see if he makes the team like, you know, whatever that won't that won't kill me. But if he's the only guy they bring in, obviously, that would be horrible. But he is an option and he's worth talking about. And there's also somebody, Max Garcia, that I wanted to talk about with uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals. I talked about him in the Blow It All Up podcast where I, I blew up the whole Vikings and I brought every in, you know, I replaced everything with free agents. And one of those free agents was Max Garcia coming in to play guard. Um, he's somebody that has not played. He's coming off of a bad season, which is going to lower his his value and also cause some concern. But I think that concern can be alleviated because his better seasons came in Kubiak, like literal Kubiak offenses, um, like in Denver in, in 2016, which uh, Kubiak, obviously, that's the year he retired. Um, but even after 2016 in Denver, they kept running that same offense. It was still a very similar coaching staff with Rick Dennison as OC. And that's where he had his best performances. So the fact that he went into Arizona with what Cliff Kingsbury's doing, which is a little bit more option heavy, a little bit more kind of spread heavy, it's, it requires a little bit of different skill set, skill set, not crazy different skill set, because there's still like option runs and has him pull and stuff like that. But it's it's different play calling. And I, I think his match in his own scheme, he might be able to retake that form of being like a pretty good offensive lineman. And he would come dirt cheap because he's coming off of a bad year. He he was never much of a household name anyways. And for me, he definitely goes in that that Goldilocks bucket with John Feliciano and Lane Taylor. And I am going to throw Nick Easton in that bucket because, again, if I were in charge, I would inquire on Nick Easton. But I do so knowing full well that the Vikings won't be in on him. There is one player that I missed going through this list. Good thing I checked again. It's Ode Abushi. He comes from the Lions. Um, he's kind of been around, though. He actually crossed paths with Rick Dennison one other time in 2017 uh, in one year when Dennison was the offensive coordinator of the Bills. Dennison did a two-year tour, one through the Bills, one through the Jets, where he met Dakota Dozier. So this could be another kind of Dakota Dozier, but not in, like, too bad a way. I wouldn't have very high expectations. He's never been spectacular. He played okay as a backup for the Lions, um, and he's somebody that I think would come in and be... I I would definitely put him in the cheap and bad bucket. Uh, He also, I don't think, did his best work in his own scheme, so he's not a great scheme fit, and he's not even that great in the schemes he is good in. He definitely goes in the cheap and bad category for me. I'm not particularly interested, except as a backup. He'd be a phenomenal backup, so maybe he's in that kind of straddle, that Rashad Hill, bad starter, good backup kind of range, um, which there is value to that. So again, if, if the Vikings pick up any of those people I put in that bad bucket, if they are, if they end up being a backup, I'm okay with it, but I definitely don't want those players to start. So those are all the guards that I'm going to go over on this particular show I know there are a lot of players who are tackles that maybe you could bring them in and then move them to guard or something like that. I'm not too interested in the Vikings doing that. They don't really haven't really proven that they're very good at that. And a lot of those players are like Mike Remmers, who probably shouldn't anyways. And the only reason you would move him to guard is because they have quote unquote experience. And by experience, I mean, they've been bad at that position for 300 snaps. So I guess that counts. Um, I, I'm not too interested in any of that. If you're going to bring in somebody who's a tackle and, and make him a guard, I, I think there are more interesting prospects in this draft to do that for. So I think that's where I stand there. 
Uh, but I hope we get to keep doing this for other free agents, uh, other free agent classes. I want to do this with the safeties and the corners and the wide receivers and stuff and the things that the Vikings uh, should probably be looking for out on the open market for cheap. And hopefully they make a little bit of cap space one way or another. Uh, and hopefully they can, you know, try to go out there and improve the roster a little bit so they don't enter the draft with a whole bunch of holes and, uh, only so many resources to fill them next week on the show we're going to try to do this exercise a whole bunch more there's still mock draft monday coming up on monday there's still twitter tuesday so get your questions in you can get them in anytime just not just when i put out the prompt on mondays uh but i will still do that give you all a little bit of a reminder please send them in my way and i'll answer them and then we'll do this uh exercise a little more throughout the rest of the week cover whatever news comes up it'll be a good time until then you can find me on twitter at luke braun nfl the show is on twitter at locked on vikings and of course you can send the show and email at lockedonvikingspodcast at gmail.com. I will see you all next week. And as always, skull.